0: We are ready to begin. Parshas <laughs> Vayechi. Okay, so it says in this week's Pasha, Parshas Vayechi. It says, Yaakov tells his son, Yosef. We shall voice I shall, I shall this is right before his death. He says, Wait I will... A Wait a minute, Yeah? He doesn't... never no, says he dies, right? We went through that. We, we did did, that. We did.
1: we did that. We're not doing that, we're not doing
0: that, we're not doing that. It's a separate topic. But it's still, uh, yeah, it's around his death, that's right. I was thinking about speaking about that actually. I will, I will lay with my forefathers, you will carry me from Egypt, you shall bury me with my, with my family. And Yosef says to Yaakov, I shall do as you ask. I shall do as you ask. Yaakov made him swear, right Yaakov made Yosef swear he made him promise Yaakov made Yosef promise that he's going to take him out of Egypt and that he's going to bury him in in Hebron he's going to bury him in Eretz Israel from here the Medrash says that since Yosef said I'm going to do like you instructed me Rabbi Meir says mitzvah lekayim divrei hames." we learn from here that it is a mitzvah to fulfill the words of the deceased Okay, so this is a very interesting discussion. This is the discussion that we're going to have this evening. I think, I believe that it's a sensitive topic, that when somebody is uh, deceased and they leave um, instructions about how um, their children should conduct themselves, their family, what they should do with the money, uh, you know, their last will and testament, basically. So it's a very sensitive topic, very sensitive topic because people want to fulfill the, uh, the will of the deceased. So, our discussion.
2: This is very clear what he said, right? There was no. It wasn't open to interpretation. That's the difference. That's the difference
0: between what? Yaakov gave him instructions. That's Yosef right. said but he's going to keep them. Clear instructions. He gave him clear instructions. No in him clear instructions. Right. Yosef said he's going to keep them. And the medvish says that we see from here. The medvish yeah. says that we see from here that you have to listen to. There's a mitzvah there's a mitzvah to listen to the deceased
2: but what
1: if that's the people disagree as to what to do ok fine, So oh. this is what we're going okay. to
0: this is hopefully maybe we'll discuss that but this is a mitzvah it's a mitzvah to listen to the last request of the deceased that's what we learn from this week's pasha because Yosef acquiesced to Yaakov's, his father's request we also learn this from uh, later on in, cha- in the same pasha chapter 50 <coughs> verse um, verse number uh, 12 the Torah says lo king vam and his children his children uh, did to Yaakov as he commanded them so they did a zikaron what he by he commanded them to do whatever they need to be done so from here the ramban says these sources so far are quoted in Rabbi shmuel Haminer's uh, book called the evrad melach he says in the name of the ramban in the name of somebody else who says, In the name of the Ramban, that from here also, since it says that the children, Yo- Yaakov's children did exactly as instructed, that it's a mitzvah to listen to fulfill the wishes of the deceased. Okay? So basically, our question this evening is how far does this go? How far can the deceased give instructions to what will be, what will be and how, how, how could it be listened to? That's uh, according to Jewish law. How, how, how obligated am I to listen to what the deceased asks me? Maybe it's something impossible. Maybe it's something I cannot do. Right? So how far does this? How far does this go? That's the that's the question this evening. So first of all, of course, obviously this is not a this mitzvah is not a Torah is not a Torah obligation. Right? It's not it's not a it's not required in the Torah. Even though we have a verse in the Torah in this week's parsha. Tosfos tells us in his commentary in tractate Eksubus on page 86a, Tosfos says that it's a rabbinical, it's a rabbinical mitzvah. The rabbis instituted that it is a mitzvah to fulfill the will of the deceased, but it's not a Torah obligation. It is not one of the 613 commandments, that like you know the same way that one has to keep Shabbos or Sheik the Lulav, or whatever it may be, it is not one of those commandments that one has to keep uh, w- w- where, uh, to, to, to fulfill the instructions of the deceased, that is the um, that th- th- that is the mitzvah. It's a rabbinical, it's a rabbinical mitzvah. Now, what is the source? What is the source of this mitzvah? Where do we get? Where Where does this come in the Talmud? So the Talmud tells us a story in many places in the Talmud. One of them in, the, in Tractate Subis on page, um, Tractate Yebubis on page. 69b, the Talmud tells us a story with Ilfa and Rav Yochanan. This story also appears in Titus on page 21a. The, the, the Talmud tells us the following story, that Ilfa and Rav Yochanan were very poor people. Rav Yochanan is one of the greatest rabbis mentioned in the Talmud, one of the, one of the premier scholars. We have quoted him before many times. So his compatriot, his partner, was Ilfa. Ilfa and Rav Yochanan were very poor, and so they decided... Uh, Rabbi Yochanan decided that he's going to stay poor, and he's going to study Torah. And Ilfa decided that he's going to, uh, he's going to go into business uh, so that he doesn't starve to death. That's what happened. So Ilfa went to do his business, literally and figuratively, and Rabbi Yochanan went to do his business figuratively. So <coughs> Ilfa, when he... Rabbi Yochanan, in Ilfa's absence, was appointed to be the Rosh Yeshiva. He was appointed to be the head of the Yeshiva he was uh, right, the, the, the leader. So when Ilfa came back, the student said to Ilfa, if you would have stayed, if you would have studied more Torah, you would have been appointed to Rosh Hashiva. So Ilfa, Ilfa, what he did was is that he, I'm not sure, this is a different discussion for now, why he did this, but Ilfa climbed on top of a mast of a boat, of a ship, climbed on top of a mast, and he said, y- y- you know, I have not forgotten any of my learning, even though I studied Torah. And I'll prove it to you.
1: Even though I what? even though I wait? even though even, sorry, even though I did,
0: even though I was in business, thank you. Even though I was in business, I have not forgotten any of my any of my Torah. And I'll prove it to you. Now, this is on the mast of a boat. You imagine like being on top of I don't know some pirate ship. He climbed on top of the of this of this uh, huge sailboat, and he said he said like this. He said, "Is that um, if somebody tells me a halacha?" from a b'risa, which is a section in the Talmud if somebody tells me a halakha, a section in the b'risa and I don't bring them a proof from a Mishnah that was composed by Rabbi Yehuda HaNasi Mishnah in 200 CE if I don't bring them a proof from the Mishnah to any law that they quote for me from one of these b'risa then I will jump from this mast (laughs) that's that's what I'm going to do I will jump I can can bring you a proof from a Mishnah to any law that you can find me in the b'risa of the Talmud Okay. So, there was one old man that took up the challenge. As the Talmud tells us that there's one old man that took up the challenge, and he said, he said like this He told them a law. The law was like this A person was, and this, is, this, uh, seg- this, this comes to the subject matter in which we're talking. A person was on his deathbed, and he gave instructions that his son should get a stipend of a shekel, which is, let's say, equivalent to, I don't know, half a dollar. Every single week, which is big money in those days, probably from from his from the estate. Uh-oh. From when, when this person, let's say, let's give him a name. When Reuben is deceased, so his son Levi should have uh, a a a a, shekel, a half a shekel. Um, he should have a half a shekel every single week, a stipend every single week. This now account. this person, what out of the trust of God? Now this person was supposed to really <coughs> get more than a shekel. He was supposed to get a dollar. Because he had a big family, so a shekel was not enough. His only half, you know, half, the family would starve to death. The rest would, would, would live. So he, he needed more. So he claimed that he should get that he should get the whole he should get the whole thing. He should get a stipend that's befitting his budget, his salary, uh, what w- what he needs for his family. So so the Talmud says it depends on how you say it. How do you say it? So if he says give a shekel, if he says quote give him a half a dollar, right? Give him a half a dollar. If he says, give him a half a dollar, then the Talmud says, we don't listen to him. We give him a whole dollar if he needs it. Whatever it is, a hundred dollars, right? We don't listen to the, to the request of the deceased. However, if he says it in the following language, quote, do not give him only a half a dollar, then he has to get, he has to get only a half a dollar because the instructions are specifically, are specifically that he should only get a half a dollar. That's it. Right? That's one law. Now, if he says, if he says like this, if the person who's, who's, who is dying, Rubain, says, when my son Lady dies, the rest of the money left in the estate should be inherited by a third party, then no matter how he phrases it, he only gets, the, the, the Levi, the, the, the son, only gets a half, or the exact money that he said. Okay? Those, the, that's the way it works. The, 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 that, that is the law that he told them. So he said to him, okay, bring me a proof from a Mishnah to this law. So, so Ilfa said, no problem, that's easy. Martin, you can move in a little bit. Okay, okay, You're good? Okay. So he, he said, Ilfa said, no problem, I'll bring you a proof to this law. Proof to this law is, is that Rabbi Meir says that it is a mitzvah to fulfill the words of the deceased. That's what the Mishnah says. And that was the same message that we quoted on a verse from the same person, Rabbi Meir. The Rabbi Meir says that it is a mitzvah to fulfill the wishes of the deceased. And that is self-explanatory. Right? If you can, you can uh, analyze his language, if you can analyze his language then, then and, 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 and uh, extrapolate what he meant, there is a mitzvah to listen to what he says. So from here we learn, says the Talmud, that it's a mitzvah to fulfill the will of the deceased. Now, just as a final addendum, a final note on this, the law is, the Talmud concludes, that no matter what he says, we give him the full amount that his family needs. Because we assume that he really didn't mean it. Because he was only doing it because he didn't want his children to become, uh, Rashi says, uh, starved. He was just telling them, you're only going to get half the money so that he can encourage them to go out to work. But really, if he knew that they were going to actually starve, then he would, give them, he would give them all the money. So therefore, the law is in this particular case, you give, them, you give, you give the family, his family, what they need. However, right, we learn from the Talmud here that it is a mitzvah to fulfill the words of the deceased. This is the source, one of the sources of the Talmud, and here's here's an example. Okay, this is an example. Now, fine, this law, okay, is applicable even if the person is not dying, even if the person is alive. Let's say a person tells his children, they're alive, they're perfectly, perfectly healthy, and they tell their children, they tell their children, I want... I want, I want you to do uh, such and such, right? I want you to do this, I want you to do that. And then they die, chas right? Then they die, chas So it's a mitzvah to listen to what they said. Even, in other words, it's right, a mitzvah to listen to the, to the instructions of the deceased. doesn't only apply when they're about to be deceased. It applies even when they're, when they're alive and healthy. doesn't apply only when they're deceased. Okay? That's what the... Um, That's what the commentary of the Tosfos says here in the aforementioned Talmud. Okay. Yes. You're talking like within the realm
1: of halacha, right? I mean, if they say I want to be cremated, then right. So this is what this is I'm 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 going
0: to be a little I apologize I'm going to be a little bit technical, but we're going to get to the to the to the cremated. I actually had that situation. I momish had that situation. Somebody said to me, they said to me, my 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 parents requested that I should be cremated, right? And, uh, that, they, that they should be cremated oh, yeah. uh, and I have to listen to what they say and I, I told them I, I told them I, I, I told them what I told them I'm going to tell you what I told them and they didn't listen to me basically but we'll see that it is clear after we finish this discussion what one is supposed to do when, uh, when one gets those type of instructions from one's parents or one's relatives or any, anybody who's going to be deceased okay hopefully we will have <clears throat> enough time for, for that discussion Okay. One more technicality before we get to uh, before we get to the uh, to the challenge. Okay. One more thing before we get to the challenge. One more thing. Now there is an other area of the uh, of of of, of, uh, of Jewish uh, of Jewish law called the shchiv a person who's on their deathbed, manish, right? They're they they're literally about to die. Okay. So Chazal said that anything that a person says when they are about to die is zvorak iksuvim lukumsurim dummy. that whatever they say that is binding in Jewish law in other words like this the, if in Jewish law in order to transfer possession from one party to the other you hear Moshe Moshachayim right, in order to transfer one, one, one uh, an object from somebody else you have to do an active, active acquisition such as picking up the item such as uh, having a, a, a document of, uh, of, of, of a possession or gift, such as pulling the item towards oneself with the permission of the previous owner, you have to, you have to perform an act of acquisition. You can't just say, oh, I give you my word that it's yours. You can't say, oh, I give you my word that it's mine. The, wor- a word, the word in Jewish law does not mean anything. There has to be, in order to be obligated, there has to be an act of acquisition. True that the Talmud tells us in what? I didn't say anything. <coughs> Mordecai, I
1: didn't say
0: anything. True that the Talmud tells us in tractate Bab Mitzhi on page 44a, the Talmud says that anybody who does not keep their word, the one that has re- re- did retribution for the, 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 the generation of the dispersion and the generation of the flood will pay back a person who does not keep their word and it's imperative, it's the Jewish thing to keep your word when you, when you make a promise. However, in Jewish law, it is not binding in court you cannot say the guy gave me his word therefore it's mine there has to be an active act of acquisition in order to happen however the rabbis were afraid that a person who's on their deathbed might come to the realization that if they say something and they give their word their situation might become exasperated to the point where they might where they might die early therefore the rabbis gave the power to a person who's on their deathbed to say something and that their words would be binding as if it was an act of acquisition, mamish. And so whatever they say, right away becomes an act of acquisition. If they say so-and-so is supposed to get money, the money is theirs. Shalom.
2: But that's so problematic, because what if at that time they're not in, they're not in their right minds, non-compass
0: This is a, this, this is the, the whole, there's a whole body of discussion, mamish, on this topic. How do you tell the person was on a right mind? What happens if he gets better? What happens if he promised something was impossible? Right? This, this is a whole discussion. But the general principle is that if he says something, his word is binding. Mamish. Okay? Mamish means... What does Mamish mean? Uh, really. For real. That's what it means. Right? So, so, so for real, his words are binding. So the question is... This is the question of technicality. What is the difference between... Mitzvah Lakam Divamay said it's a mitzvah to fulfill the words of the deceased and this category of Shri mira a person who's on their deathbed. What's the difference between the two cases? That is a question that is asked by all the commentators, by the Tosas and the aforementioned uh, Talmud and Ksubos. It, it is it is it is mentioned in many uh, in many places. Okay, that's the question. So the way we're going to answer this question is as follows: There is a response another, of...
2: Another safe what?
0: Another say. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm the, the, the the more the more books I have opened, the less prepared I am. So so I have to look at them while I, while I speak. Okay. So there was there was there was a response of the Tashbeitz in the in the volume two number fifty three. The Tashbeitz was asked the following questions. We're going to leave some of the details out because of the complexity of the issue. But he was asked part, uh, the following question: Somebody in, in Jewish law, somebody's uh, word is binding if it is if it is a nether if it is a bow. Okay, that is enumerated in parches matos. A person can actually make a vow, and that's going to be bi- binding. It's not going to be binding as far as acquisitions are concerned, but as far as vows are concerned, it is binding. So the question that was posted was as follows. Now, apparently there was a situation which is familiar to us. Unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, people get hot under the collar. Things happen, and the following situation arose. A person made a, an, a vow that he will never, ever speak to his brother-in-law, he made a vow. Right, Reuven said that that he's not going to speak to his wife's brother Shimon ever again. He's never going to speak to him, and he made this nether. He reinforced it with every single. He reinforced this vow with every single possibility that he can. Okay, he made it uh, on, uh, on 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 uh, what is called das rabim. He made it on the party. He made it. Uh, he he put all kinds of conditions on this vow. <laughs> Now, what happened was, is that the father of this fellow, the father of this fellow, on his deathbed, instructed him that he should speak to his brother-in-law. Okay? So, 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 so what can I do, Dad? Right? What can I do? I made a vow that I'm not going to speak to him. So they asked the question to the Bates perhaps maybe there's a way out of this vow. This was the question. Okay? Now, the question was like this. This was a special type of nether. Then another is a vow, which is binding. If a person says, I'm never going to eat meat again, right, or <coughs> right, they say, I'm not going to eat meat for a week. Right? For some of us, that's a problem. For some of us, that's a big problem. If somebody says a vow, that I'm not going to eat a meat a meat for a week, it is binding, according to Jewish law. Now, there's two ways to get out of a vow. One way is to say, I regret what I did. It's called harata. I regret that I made the vow altogether. Right? That's one way. Vow Second...
1: One here. What? Like, yes. Yeah. to One witnesses. Hears? right. I give like, you say it in, your in order spell, to be binding, uh, I think it, it, it's
0: binding it. to yourself. I think it's binding mm-hmm. to yourself. But fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? If yeah.
2: there's no witnesses, it's binding. Right? Right? Yeah. Be <laughs> careful what you say. And I, don't I think say. it's also if She's you think you, your husband oh, has to agree.
0: Yeah. The Yeah. there's a whole tractate in Masechet that's devoted to this topic. Now, another way is another way to get out as a pesach. Another way to get out of this net, uh, so a vow is a pesach. If you find, uh, uh, if you find the detail that you didn't know about at the time that you that you, that you that you made the vow. For example, you know, if I would have known that I was going to get a free filet mignon or whatever, you know, from from my neighbor or whatever, I would have never made this vow within this week, right? So, so then, then there's a way to get out of it. yeah. But
1: don't we annul vows almost every year? Right. So, but this
0: fellow, this fellow. Made sure that there's not going to be an, uh, any annulment because he made this vow. First of all, he said, "I'm not going to regret this nether, and if I do, I'm not going to keep the entire Torah." Then he said, <laughs> "Then he said he made this nether what is called Dots Rabin He made this nether binding not only on himself but with the force of the entire uh, of the entire uh, of the entire congregation, and also with the force of the of the So the only way the only way to to, to to free him of this vow would be is that it would be for a mitzvah. If it will be for a mitzvah, this is the way it will be to, to, to free him for this vow. So they went to the rabbi, they went to the tashvahs, and they said to him, Okay, my father told me that I should speak to my brother well, that's a mitzvah, because it's a mitzvah to listen to the deceased. Right, it's a mitzvah to listen to the deceased. Therefore, therefore, I, uh, right? we, can, we can annul this vow, because it's for a reason of a mitzvah to listen to my father. That's a, that, that, that was the question. So the tashvahs said to him like this, he said, what you are saying... is incorrect... your logic is incorrect... right... because... we don't say that in every situation it is a mitzvah to listen to the deceased... right... because... now this is very interesting... he says like this... because the person at the time of their death... is not a novi... he's not a prophet... and he's not a king... and he's not a prince... that he should be able to command... the live... to fulfill his words... It yeah, was like, this, right? The person doesn't have uh, cards or uh, whatever you want. Okay, it's, it's, it's before they die, so therefore they get to the, whatever you want. Uh, I want you to uh, uh, paint the house yellow, and I want you to uh, swim across, uh, across the Pacific Ocean, right? A person is not a nubby. They're not a prophet just because they die, right? There seems to be like this mystical aura around. Okay, fine. You, know, you look, I, I don't want to make light of it, right? It's a serious situation. The Nisham is about to leave. The the body's a very emotional, difficult time. Aside for the deceased and for those people around, right? At the same time, but just because a person is dying, doesn't mean that he automatically becomes now a prophet. Everything he says has to be fulfilled by everyone that's around, right? So this is an absolute myth. For whatever they want to do, they can do. It. Now it's, 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 it's like a person when, when they're dying, they have the status of a, of a king. Uh, my every wish is, is is a command. I want you to be sandwich at five o'clock this afternoon, right? So, uh, after after I die, so uh, right? It, just, uh, there's no such. A, she ain't children beyond beyond my mother's. There's no rulership. A person is not a ruler at the time at the time that they pass away. It's not a blanket. Oh, it's a with to fulfill the, the the wishes of the deceased, right? It's not That's not how it works. So therefore. Therefore, you can't just say that just because your father gave you the command that you have to speak to your brother-in-law, automatically that's a mitzvah. That's not a mitzvah. You don't have to listen to him on that. That, You can't consider that a mitzvah in order to annul the vow. Now, as far as I understand I didn't look at the the rest of the response very carefully, but I think for a different reason, he tells them it's okay, they can annul the vow. But not for this reason. Not because it's a mitzvah to listen to the disease. Therefore, you can't use this as an excuse to annul this vow, because it is not a mitzvah to listen to your father in that situation necessarily. Right? So when is the mitzvah of listening to the deceased, says the tashvets, the mitzvah is only with money, only when he's giving instructions about his own money. That's when there's a mitzvah. And only, says the Tashbeitz only when he has given that money to a third party and instructed that third party to... Do whatever it is that he has to do with the money. Right? That's the only time there's a mitzvah to listen to the deceased. There is no, otherwise, halakhically, it, Jew, according to Jewish law, their wish is not binding. According to Jewish law, if they care, a person, the, the, the relatives of the deceased or whoever is there, is not, doesn't have to be forced into whatever their wish is, their command. It doesn't apply. That's what the Tajbei said. <laughs> therefore, right? Therefore, that answers the original question. But before that, that. Uh, more controversial. Does that, is, is that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So it the seems, qu- but
2: it seems to counteract what you just said about the uh, the, the brothers met, uh, burying <coughs> him because he said they should bury
0: him uh, in several Right. So has right. No. Right. 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 <coughs> it, it, it,
1: it,
0: it is. It is. It is in a disagreement w- with what we're saying. But we're gonna we're gonna bring uh, we're gonna quote a proof the opposite. Okay. Right. So the proof that we said from the Medish originally is is that it seems like oh bury me fine bury me. Right, that has nothing to do with money, but Yaakov instructed the brothers to him. So, for him, the marriage seems to say not like that. The marriage seems to say that there's a mischief to listen to this no matter what. Even if it has nothing to do with money, that's right. Behaved up. Gushmak. Right, it's a good, very good. But we're, we're saying not like that. The Tajbet says, according to Jewish law, it's not like this. Right? And, as a matter of fact, this is the law. If you take a look at you, if you open up the code of law in Choshin Nishpat 252, number 2, it says that it's a mitzvah to listen to the to, 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 to the deceased, but only in a case where it, only in the case where they have given their estate over to a third party to control an executor of their estate and instructed those that, in, that executor to do what they has according to in accordance with their wishes. Otherwise, there is no mitzvah. To uh, otherwise, there is no mitzvah. Okay, now. Um. So this answers our original question. What was our original question? Our question was, is that there's two areas in Jewish law. Right? There's a mitzvah to listen to the deceased, even when they're healthy, and there's also a person who's on their deathbed. So we said, what's the difference? Right? There we said, the person on their, on their deathbed, whatever they say, is binding. But the mitzvah to, listen, mitzvah to listen to somebody is not necessarily binding. So the difference is like this. If a person is healthy... Or maybe they're dying but they're not mamish on their deathbed whatever they say there's a mitzvah to listen to what they say it has to do with their money however if a person is really mamish on their deathbed they're really dying they're they're, they're about to die whatever they say is binding and ownership is transferred right away with the items for example let's give an example right here's an example Ruben says that I want to give two million dollars to Shimon okay now Shimon dies. Yeah? And then Ruvain dies. So is there a mitzvah to fulfill the obligation of Ruvain, to, the wishes of Ruvain, to give a million dollars to Shimon? So we go like this. If he was on his, if Ruvain was on his deathbed, yeah, as he hear the case clear? Yeah? If Ruvain was on his deathbed, <laughs> then whatever, then the million dollars is already Shimon's. As soon as he says it. I want to give a million dollars to Shimon, it's already his. So therefore, he died afterwards? Doesn't matter, His the gets the money. However, if Ruben was not dead, if Ruben was not dying, he was healthy, or he was not immediately dying, right, then, then, there is a myth to fulfill his wishes. But, if Shimon dies, so then you don't have to fulfill his wishes anymore, because Shimon is no longer around, because he, he doesn't have to, he, he doesn't get the money. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah? B'nyan Yeshua, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but, but, but
2: why wouldn't he still get the money? Because he, if he <clears throat> it, would, it would go into his will and it would still go into his
0: wishes. So basically like this, because the fulfilling the wishes of the deceased is only a mitzvah to fulfill their wishes, but they have not yet been fulfilled. So therefore it's a party to which the instructor should receive the money is no longer around, Therefore, the wishes are that the, 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 the money should be given to that party. And that party's the wrong way around. However, but if the person was the saying... Then you listen carefully. You listen carefully. But
1: in this point, wait, wait. Listen
0: carefully, man. One second. If the person <laughs> is on their deathbed, if they're on their deathbed, as soon as the words come out of their mouth, they should have a million dollars,
2: automatically
0: it becomes his. He already acquires it. It's already in his bank account. So therefore, it doesn't matter if he dies afterwards because he is already. It's as if he transferred the money right away. But here, if the person is not on his deathbed, he just gives the instructions, then it's just his wishes. His wishes are that so and so should get the money, but he's no longer around.
1: But his kids are around. They,
0: that's not him. You don't know, yeah. You can say any circumstances yeah. change.
1: I mean.
2: Yeah, and you don't even know if somebody's on their deathbed really or not really. I mean, there are actors who have been on that's their deathbed right. for many, many years.
0: Right, that's right. That's right. And there uh, are many of them dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. So uh, right, where are we holding? Yes. It's very, it's okay.
1: very uh, wishy-washy. Uh, next,
0: I, I'm I'm just I'm being. Uh, this is shorthanded. This is uh, this oh, shorthand, 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 shorthand. Shorthand. Right. This is shorthand. Okay. Next, the Pishechuva, which is the compendium of different responses in the code of law of the one that we just mentioned, quotes a response of the Shvus Yaakov. The Shvus Yaakov had a similar situation. Swus Yaakov was asked the following question. There was a woman, she was on her deathbed, and she gathered her family together, and she said, if you ever have a machloikas, if you ever have a dispute, I want so-and-so to settle it for you. Okay? I want so-and-so to settle it for you. Yeah, right? Imagine that big family, whatever it is. So she said, she said, this is my wish. This is my dying wish. If there's ever a dispute that develops between the brothers and the sisters, between my children, I want Reuven to be the, uh, the, 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 the person who's going to settle the dispute. That's what I want. Those were her wishes. Okay? This was what the Shavuz uh, uh, Yaakov was asked. And then, of course, right, she passed away. And they developed a dispute. Likely story. They developed a dispute. And one of the brothers of the family said, No, I don't want to go to uh, so-and-so. And I only said it to my mother because I didn't want her to, uh, I, I didn't want her to be aggravated, right? I said, of course, whatever, she's on our death. I'm going to say uh, whatever you want, Mom, whatever, you know, no problem, right? But I don't want to go to this guy. So what should we do? So what does the Shavuz Yaakov say? The Shavuz Yaakov says that as far as that's concerned, he actually says that he has to listen to his mother. But... Not for this reason. As far as this reason is concerned, he says he doesn't have to listen to her. For the same <clears> principle <throat> that we said before. For the same principle that we said before. He doesn't have to listen to her because where's money? There's no money. What instructions instructions you giving? There's no money. She's here. I want to, the, there should be a settlement. Uh, you, you should go to so-and-so, Plony. I don't want to go to Plony. I don't want to go to so-and-so to make a settlement. I'm not interested. I only said it in order to placate her. So as far as that's concerned, he doesn't have to listen to so That's what the Schuchel says. However, now the Shavuz Yaakov adds in the sensitivity. But we have this clear. The clarity is, as far as the strict Jewish law is concerned, the only time there's a mitzvah to listen to the wishes of the deceased is only when he gave money to a third party and told the third party and gave instructions what to do with it. Okay. Now, however, adds the Shavuz Yaakov. The Shavuz Yaakov adds the following. He says, however, still, It is a chesed. It is a kindness which goes beyond the letter of the law that whatever the deceased asks for, to fulfill it. Okay? So it is a kindness.
1: That we
0: can't can't force you on it. It's not binding in in a Jewish court. We're not going to say, we're going to force you on these instructions. Right? But if your mother says it, and you can do it, so he says it's a, it's, a mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a chesed, it's a kindness to fulfill their will. So therefore, we have two levels, right? We have two levels that there is, there is the, the, the to, to fulfill the wishes of the deceased. As far as the strict letter of the law is concerned, it's only when I'm talking about money with a third party. However, there is a kindness, there is a chesed, there is a sensitivity that if you can fulfill what they ask, then you should. That's what the Shmuz Yaakov says, and he brings a proof. Also, the Shmuz Yaakov brings a proof from this week's Pasha. What's the proof? The verse that we just read. Yaakov made Yosef swear. Proof is the opposite. Bela, listen to this. Yaakov made Yosef swear that he's going to bury him outside of Mitzrayim. Right? So ask the Jewish Yaakov, what do you have to make him swear for? Yaakov is dying, it's a mitzvah to listen to the, to, 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 the, to the deceased. It's a mitzvah. Yaakov asked him, what do you have to make him swear for? You don't need to make him swear. Yeah. So and what does it mean, then, Mordechai ben What does it mean? <laughs>
1: well, so why does it have to make him money. swear? It was about
0: money. It, uh, so the, uh, right. So, so therefore, the, the reason why I have to make him swear is because it wasn't about money, those people going not have to listen. He can say to his father, okay, fine, I'll bury you. You want me to bury you? I'll bury you. But then as soon as he dies, they right. don't have to listen to him. Therefore, Yaakov Yaqu- understood this.
2: Right. Yaakov
0: understood this, and therefore he told him he did swear, so that their agreement would be binding. But
2: there was That's what the issue is Yaakov reason that they said. Because he knew that otherwise, power wouldn't might not let him do it. But if he said to him, "But I, my father made me swear." Okay, there are right? seventy right? to the Torah. But well, that's right. not true. I'm not making it up, right? No, no, no yeah, you're,
0: you're right. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. No, this is true. It's a Rashi quote. Mm-hmm. That right? Okay. So so far so good. Fine. Uh, okay. Next. Mm. Now the um.
2: Because otherwise, why would Yaakov think that it that it his that his son wouldn't listen to him, that doesn't make any sense by itself. Even, even if he didn't have to, you know what I mean? Even if it wasn't halakhically...
1: Uh, right,
0: because he would have listened to the Shavu's Yaakov, he would have done right, his father a right, kindness. Right, right. Right, I hear, I hear. Okay, now, the Sefer of Hasidim, Rabbi Uda has a, a few cases about, about, about this issue. So, here's, here's case number one, tell me what you think about it. He says like this, Father calls over a son at, the, uh, at his deathbed. And he says to him, Son, you are about to inherit a tremendous amount of money. Two hundred, three hundred million dollars. You're going to inherit. But I, want, I have one request, he says to his son. Right? He says, I want you to do like this. I have one request. Do not do anything good with this money. <coughs> do not give any to tzedakah. <coughs> do not help anyone with the money. At all. Okay? So what should a person say... If, if, if that happens sure dad <laughs> what should I say to that says the uh, say, says the Sefer Chassidim he says it is a person should say to his father he should say better that the son should say to his father my father should give the money to somebody else because since Hashem is not going to have any pleasure from this money I don't want it or give me the money and I'll do whatever I want with it and don't worry I'll take care of myself I'll I'll figure out a way for three hundred uh, million dollars I'll take care of myself. Don't worry about it. That's what he should say to his father.
1: But in taking care
2: of himself he's doing exactly what the father asked him not to do, but it's manipulative because he's taking care of himself by doing the
0: misfortune. So right. say again, I'm not understanding what? No he's
2: being Yeah, he's doing what his father wants him to do. Okay, I'm gonna I'll take care of myself. Without me. No. no, but that's not saying anything. But, but, but he's not he's saying is by taking care of himself,
1: he's probably going to do mitzvahs, right? Right? Right. So he's he's telling his father. right. He's telling his father, I'm not going
0: to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you, right? But he really, he's, saying, no, no,
1: he really he's trying to protect his father. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. 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 is he? No,
0: he's not. He's just telling him that leave, let me judge what I'm going to do with this money and don't tell me not to give tzedakah. To because better the money should go to somebody else if you're going to give me that instruction.
1: Said, oh, of of okay.
0: saying. He's saying he'll take care of himself <coughs> to his own liking, not to his father's liking. He's telling them that straight, oh, okay. what right?
1: So, his so the Seva
0: Hasidim says you have to tell your father, give it to somebody else. Okay, and you
1: can't accept
0: it. So you can't accept. It. You have to tell him, give it to somebody else, because of a person. Changed. Because this is this is talking about oh, money. money. This is talking about oh, money. money. Now. The Tashbet has another responsa, the Tashbet has another responsa, he says what happens if a person is dying and he says to his son and daughter, I want you to marry so and so. This is who I want you to marry. That's my dying wish. And I'm placing a condition on this wish, 200 million dollars. Otherwise it goes to the United Negro College Park. Okay, that $200 million, that's what I'm doing. Okay, this is the condition. You can marry whoever you want, but you don't get the money. So what should you do?
1: Check it so out. I think
0: the Bates says the that you have to, li- you have to listen. Door. If you want to take the money, you have to listen. You don't have to take the money, but if you're going to take the money, you have to listen. You have to you have to marry so and so. It could be it's a
2: good idea anyway. But can we, we, we can't do automatically assume it's not a good idea. What about a husband who's
1: dying and you know if you get remarried then you don't get any
0: of my. Oh. Okay, yeah, so that you don't that again according to what would you say? What would you say according that's to everything that parents. we just said? That's not your parents. According but to say, what you said. Well, well, all of, all of it's an
1: opinion. Like it's a dying wish.
0: money. If it's his money, if it's his money, then he can do whatever with wishes with it. But also isn't it a mess to
2: remarry? Like
0: you have to remarry, you know. Right. So, so so it's like this. So like this, the the Sefer seems to be saying here that a, a parent cannot tell their children not to fulfill the mitzvahs of the Torah. Right. They cannot tell their children to do that. That's that's improper. Okay. So so that we know explicitly, the Torah says that in Parshas Kiddushim, Rashi quotes. It says, A person should fear his father and mother. Right? And should keep my Shabbos. So the, 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 Talmud, the Rashi asks, what's the juxtaposition between Shabbos and parents? Because if the parents tell you not to keep Shabbos, you don't have to listen. right? So if the parents tell you, but I, I believe that Tajbait says that they can do whatever they want with their money, they can make contingent on their money, it's their money. Right? You can't, you can't uh, lie to them and then take their money because that's what they wanted. That's what it seems like from what I remember in the Tosh Bates. Because oh, they're not
2: telling you that you have to be over on the Mitzvah. They're telling you to be. It's conditional. It they say it's conditional. So I, I guess it's true that you can't take the money on that. Right. That's
1: problematic.
0: It's funny. That's what you have to do. That's what he says. But
1: the sure. doctor is a Torah mitzvah, right? What? Giving doctor is a Torah mitzvah.
0: Giving tzedakah is a Torah mitzvah. So you, you can't give to so doctors. you have to do, give the money to somebody else. So mm-hmm. you give the money to somebody else.
1: Yeah. Once you get that wouldn't, money... Wouldn't that override? Wouldn't the fact that it's a Torah mitzvah override? No, because you're American not forced to take the money. Well, you could... Okay. No, no, was,
2: that's but right, you could so take it and... So it your parents the, can't force you to not... To, to not do something that the Torah says, but on the other hand, you don't have to take the money.
1: You can't, like, mention any words. You can't say, I'll, I'll do everything that I should, yes. in mind, you want to get to death, and, you know, it's a commandment. You can't mislead and let the dying person think you're going to do his wishes, but... Right, does that make sense? right, you right. Accept?
0: You have to tell them clearly what, you're gonna, what, what, what you intend to do. Except, except, if they tell you like this, right, now this is my personal opinion, uh, this is no, If they say to you, they say to you like this: They say, "I want to be cremated. I want my ashes to be uh, sprinkled on the, uh, whatever San Francisco. on the San Francisco Bay, uh, uh, on the Alcatraz, on whatever." Right? So you could you, you could tell them. You could say, "Look, uh, yeah, sure. What, whatever, whatever you ask, because if they, if you're going to tell them no, so what is that? that going to help?" Then you say, "No, I, I." You could say no, but I mean you you can't do it anyway. If they ask you, right, one is not allowed to cremate themselves because they but have to be to the You're about dust. the
2: money now. The money would still be no, banned, no, no money, no money. Banned. They just tell you straight. They tell you straight.
0: I want to be cremated. So you could say either yes or no, but you're not doing it. So it doesn't really matter what you tell them. You're not going to do it because you can't. They can't tell you to transgress the authority. One is not allowed to be cremated.
1: But what if they include money and say unless
0: you cremate, <coughs> you're not getting any money? So you tell them I don't want the money. I don't want the money. That's what it sounds like from the sefer kodesh.
1: So what did you tell
0: that person? I I I went to speak to the I went to speak to the to the to the to the uh, to the mother. I went to speak to her. The woman who wanted to get herself cremated. The, the, I the woman th- that was lying. So yeah, I went to speak to her. Yeah. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. What she said? She said you're not going to convince me. She said no, I'm going to get cremated, and you're not going to convince me. I want to be together with my husband. I need to
1: cremated. So
0: mean? he was cremated. So I looked her in the eyes and I said. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're not going to be together with your husband if you, if you also get cremated. She said, I'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Was she
1: going to let you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she, hasn't yet. Yet? <laughs> she hasn't yet. She hasn't yet. I didn't know what to say, honestly. I mean, I, I wasn't, you know, I tried to be, I didn't
0: push the issue. I didn't push the issue, but I tried to. It's a very serious thing in Judaism to get cremated, very serious. But creamier. on the
2: other hand, if you don't believe it, then it's not serious. That's, that's the funny thing. That's the irony of it. But
0: it's real, though. It's and real. It's, but
2: it's not real to them.
0: But it will be real to them. It will be.
2: No, it won't be, because they won't be. Yes, they will. They will be? Yes. How will they be if they've yeah, been cremated? They, they have a soul. They
0: have a soul. And Hashem's oh, not going to let people oh. off that. Wait, Well, even Hitler has disappeared and from the face of the earth? No one exists?
2: That would be a reward for him, He could do whatever he
0: wants, and they no longer exist. No, he's, uh, he has to pay. So their soul
2: will look him. Yeah, Of course, he has case.
0: to pay. Okay, next case. Next case. Next okay, case. Case. okay the, the, now this is in the code of law, in a different section you're there. Uh, 344, okay, number, uh, number 10. Person says, gives a command to their children, I don't want a eulogy. I don't want a eulogy at my funeral. So what's the law? says the Shulchan Arach has to listen to them. If they, if they request no eulogy, no eulogy. Okay? However, what happens if they say, I don't want you to sit shiva for me, I don't want you to sit, I don't want no mourning for me, at all. So the are more quotes, Rabbi Moshe Isolot's quotes, the Rabbeinu Yerucham, and he says, he says like this, he says that for the seven days, and the thirty days, you can't listen to them. If they tell, if they tell you, that you should not keep you should not keep a, a veil this morning, so you you, you you cannot listen to them.
2: These things are the
1: religious cases you are telling us about. What do you mean? That there is no way this would exist. The, the, the man that said that the father said, says. the father is not a miracle. religious. I don't
0: want you you I don't. You are not going to go to chassidus for whatever On my on my on my, uh, on my you need, what? You are not going to go to a You are not going to shave. I don't want to go out. I don't morning. want you, to take a shower. I want you. You know what? Do you have to go through the difficulty? I I I Forget, forget about it. Don't worry. You know, I'll be together with you in spirit. Don't worry about it. No, no, You don't have to sit for me.
1: So we're coming from a... parents. Right. So what what do you do? So there are more says for the thirty,
0: for the thirty, and the and the seven. You can't listen to them, because right presumably the reason why you can't listen to them is because it's a mitzvah. It is a mitzvah to, to be in mourning. It is a mitzvah to fulfill the laws of mourning. Could be possibly learned from this week's Parsha. Um, Tolstoy says, uh, because it says, actually, in this week's Parsha, that, Yaakov, uh, s- uh, that Yosef sat for his father Yaakov seven days morning. Mm-hmm. But it, this was before the burial. Tolstoy <laughs> says, I think 20 more cotton, therefore we can't learn from here, Or it's before the Torah was given. But whatever it is, it's a law. It is a law that there has to be shipped out here. However, the Shaq points out, he says like this. However, you can listen to them, the Shaq says, for the 12-month period. If they say, if they say, I don't want... I don't want you to, 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 to be in a 12 month period of mourning. Seven days and 30 days you have to keep, says the Shach. But the 12 months, you don't have to keep. Why not? So he's like this Why is it that the parents is 12 months? Because there is a mitzvah to honor your parents, like we say in the Ten Commandments, right? You should honor your parents. Part of honoring your parents, says the Shach, is to sit here for them for 12 months. To, 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 I'm sorry, be in mourning for another 12 months. So um, a parent is allowed to forgive on their honor. Like the Talmud tells us in Tracted condition. A parent can say, right, that one of the laws of honor is you can't sit, uh, you can't sit in, your, parent, in your, your father mother's chair. But if they say, I, I forgive, I forgive my honor, you can sit in their chair. So they can also, says the Shach, they can forgive this too. They can say you don't have to keep the 12 months. And this is the law. If the parents say, I'm oh, Michael, I forgive, you don't have to, to say for them 12 months. Okay, because that's only a question of their honor, and they're forgoing on the honor. So, oh, why can't we use that in the other cases? Of the week and the month?
1: About, no, not about, about money.
0: Oh.
1: If, uh, even though the person's dying, they're your parents, so it's keep the aim. So, why doesn't that hold?
0: Because, because uh, not everything is an issue of, 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 of honor something's flying in the face of the law.
1: But it's not even flying in the face of the law. We talked about um, the cases before were against against the law.
0: So against the law, there is no mitzvah of honor. No, no, it's
1: not not against. It's still a mitzvah that the father says, I want you, um, I don't know, marry so-and-so, or I want you to... Fine, but that's not a question of honor.
0: Question of honor is if you stand up for your parents, when they walk into the room. Oh, that's no, honoring okay. them. So but if they tell you, I want you to marry so-and-so, that's not honoring them. That's, you know... They're, they're that's not honoring their wishes. Uh, right. They're let, they're them. Them, let them... Uh, uh, how are you honoring you marry your parents him. by marrying so-and-so? Right.
1: You say you marry
0: him. Right. You marry him. Right. Exactly. You say they're good. <laughs> I'm going to tell them to call you next time they say that. Fine. Okay. Now, next case. Next case. The, fa- the parents say... The parents say to the children, we don't want you to say Kaddish. Right? Parents, parents pass away. Well, Michael. You don't have to say God, it's Difficult. You have to come to Minyan in the morning, in the afternoon, right uh, at night. You have to. You can't go on vacation. Uh, you whatever. You, you have to make sure you keep in mind the schedule when it is. You can't make a Minyan for 12 months you have to make, or whatever. 11 months you have to make the Minyan. It's too difficult. I understand. I'm Michael. I'm Michael. You don't have to say Kaddish. So what what happens then? What's the what's the law? Right? What's the law? So Rabbi Avadiyah Yosef says... Rabbi Avadiyah Yosef says like this. He says, we don't know what happens after, after we pass away, after 120. We don't know. We don't know. But one thing we do know is that it's a very serious situation. Right? It's a very serious situation. And Kaddish is the one thing... Kaddish is the one thing that helps a lot for the deceased. And if the deceased themselves would know how much it helps, mm. they would never ever tell somebody not to say Kaddish for them. So the fact that they said, the fact that they said, don't say Kaddish for me, they didn't know. It's like a vow where they didn't know, they the, didn't detail. know the details. They didn't know all the details. If they would know, they, therefore, therefore, you can't listen to your parents when they tell you not to say Kaddish. You have to say Kaddish for them. You have to. Right? Because that is, that is a serious issue. They would have never asked you if they would have known if they would have known that this is that this is the case,
2: so the feminine now wa- feminist now wants to ask you, then why? <laughs> Then why do they discourage women from saying Kaddish? Kind
0: of what does that have to do with the. Uh, because if it's
2: such a great thing for the soul, then why aren't women encouraged to say Kaddish kind of also? It's a great know. thing for a man to say kind of hadash.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the but details are. But
2: it's about the soul of the deceased, not the one who's saying the hadash. But kind not
1: kind if you're the, the daughter, daughter and that you that pay I'll someone I'll else, else to watch watch say it, it. You're, so you're still helping God. Say it, there's more. Right, right. Say it, there's more. She didn't that question. I am asking I don't know. If it, if it works, then you say the, the Kaddish. If it works, you say
0: the Kaddish. If it doesn't work, you don't say the Kaddish. I don't know the details. It doesn't matter. That's a separate discussion from this, uh, from this class.
2: That's you could go say the
0: Kaddish with, with, uh, in, in the shul well, if you want with somebody There was
2: somebody a woman uh, who, who came to one of the classes and yeah. she said she was learning in this partner-to-partner thing with somebody in New York and her parent had just passed away and the person on the phone said to her, you are not allowed to say Kaddish.
0: Okay, so I don't know. I don't know whether you can say Kaddish or not. That's not the topic of our discussion. You could probably say Kaddish. Why not? Okay, but you may have to okay. say you have to say it together with another man uh, from the other side of the mechitza. Why not? You want to say Kaddish? Say
1: Kaddish. I know, so so but, uh, it's not the
0: detail. The detail is like this: that the Kaddish, the par- the point is that whether you, whether, you, whether you, a woman, a man, whatever, it doesn't matter. Who's saying the Kaddish? No. If the father can't say, the father, mother can't say. I don't want you to say Kaddish for me. You don't have to listen to that because they don't know what to say. Rabbi says they don't know what they're saying. They don't. They don't understand how much the right. They to regret it. The same thing with the, with, the, with, with with being cremated. See, so, yeah, they don't know what they're saying. They don't know what, you know, as soon as they get cremated, right? And then they come to the Sheman, they're going to know what the consequence. you can't. You can't listen to that. You can't. There has to be. There has to be. There has to be. There is. There is. There is the truth. The absolute truth of the Torah, and there is. Feel, uh, there, there is how we feel about it, right? So if the parents say something which contradicts the absolute truth, the truth of the Torah, then it's not true. Even though one may feel guilty or feel bad that they didn't listen to their parents, even though they asked them. But if the person knows absolutely 100% with certainty that, that this is the best for their parents, right? So, so then, then, then they have to do it. It doesn't matter. If the opposite is, is, is the cruelty to the parents. To do the other way. To the parents say, okay, I don't want you to go. Parents say, uh, it is my wish and my will and my direction that you never go to another class study one word of Torah ever again. And then I'll be happy. In oil I'll be looking down. I'll be mamish. This will be my best time. I'll be seeing you uh, doing whatever. Never, never study anything. So, 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 you're going to fulfill their wishes? of course not, because you know that that's. We all know that that's not uh, that's not in their be- in their own best interest. It's not. What is, what is what is what 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 is the what is in the best interest of the deceased is not always what they ask for, but it is what the Torah, what God dictates, is in the best in, in, in their best interest. So if 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 it's if it's within the, the parameters of the Torah. Great. If it's not within the parameters of the Torah, so then uh, the, the, there's no mitzvah. Just the opposite, not to listen to them. Okay. So in summary, what we said this evening is, in summary, we said this evening is, is that there is a mitzvah to listen to the to the deceased. The mitzvah is binding, rabbinical mitzvah that when the deceased uh, have a, a money and they put it into 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 the hands of a third party and give specific instructions, it is a binding mitzvah that can be forced in a rabbinical court for the parties involved to listen. The, to the deceased that is a mitzvah, law in the code of law. In the spirit of that law, there is a kindness that one can do for the deceased that they have a request that it doesn't fit those parameters and to listen to what they say. However, if what they ask for is uh, if what they ask for is not within the spirit of what is right then one, of course, does not have to listen to them. One has to refer to the guide of the Torah of what is true, what is in, the best, in, in their best interest, and to follow that. To follow blindly uh, whatever they ask because one feels that they are doing uh, that which is good for them is not necessarily the right way to go because, the, because it might not be good for them. It might be, uh, on the contrary, an, an act of cruelty. Right? This is what we learn from... Um, or some of, some of the issues involved that we derive from this week's pasha. Okay. Probably Thank you all for joining us. Have you a good have to <coughs> <her>. uh,
1: <coughs> I think that you